Introducing Huawei MateBook X Pro, winner of 27 global awards that now comes with Windows Hello. Unlock your Huawei MateBook X Pro with a touch of your fingerprint. Secure, fast, and no password to remember. For a limited time, get a free $300 gift card with purchase. Visit a Microsoft store near you today. One Australian state is considering banning students from using smartphones. Meanwhile, back in China, we're staring into the bezelous abyss and wondering what it is. Well, just what is it? Because the leaked picture sure doesn't really tell its own story. Also, is Apple capable of releasing anything that's not an iPhone, iPad, or MacBook on time? Do cameras really have to be over-engineered to avoid punching a notch into our faces? And what the heck is HT? What no? HGTV? No, IGTV. That's right. And why is Pocket Now involved in your home and gardening needs? I guess we'll have some answers for you, as well as a lot of conversation this week on the Pocket Now Weekly, recorded live on uh, this uh, June twenty second. It's a Friday, five p.m. Eastern, and uh, I'm here. I'm Jules Wong. We are here to discuss all the things. That relate to mobile technology, from smartphones to tablets, smartwatches, and everything in between—the stuff that you would imagine uh, you would have as a kid. My name, again, is Jules Wong, and、uh, that was an introduction. I am going to introduce Jaime Rivera, our multimedia manager, in、uh, hopefully a few minutes as、uh, he tries to、uh, get along to、uh, his bodega for a little bit of a recording, and. In the meantime, we have my friend, colleague from Android Police, Ryan Hager. Hello to you in Boston. Hello to you, Jules. Hey, what's been up recently?、Uh, we haven't talked in a while, so I was just hoping that we could. I mean, this is kind of like the pre-catch up because we've actually、uh, scheduled a little brunch tomorrow. So, but I was just wondering how you've been. I've, I've been good. I've been good. I mean, news has slowed down. We're in June. There's not a whole lot going on, but. A lot of speculation for, you know, upcoming phones. Anticipating. I feel、Samsung's、like the melodrama. Yeah, totally. The melodrama has kind of、uh, increased, even for like just like the more you know kind of filler type of stories, just because. Well, I mean, it's the fact that we are in doldrum mode here. So. Yeah. Yeah. Early summer is is the slow season, but、uh, nonetheless, there's been a couple of interesting things percolating out.、Um, a few new phone releases. There was the HTC U. Twelve plus and whatever that name、yeah. really means. I mean, we had a fan, we had an advocate of that、uh, phone actually on last week's show because it was. How did you find one? Well, you just have to know a few friends. That's all. Yeah, you must have asked quite a few people.、Mm, I mean, he just came. <laughs> like I asked him to be on the show, and then he just came up with that little thing. Like,、oh, I meant,、like, I meant to find him to find someone to ask. Oh, totally. <laughs> totally, it's like you know. I asked about fifteen thousand people, and specifically invited that one person, the only one, to、um, participate on the show because、uh, we are all in the pockets of HTC. Not sponsored.、Um, just want to take a quick second to promote our hashtag PN Weekly. We want to get a conversation going on one of our later topics this episode, and that is、uh, the talk about Australia, specifically New South Wales, the government there. Uh, looking into a study on、uh, the how kids use their phones in school, so from kindergarten all the way up to twelfth grade,、uh, what do they do, and、uh, how 
should they tailor their policies for smartphone use on campus? So uh, if you want to talk about that, do so on Twitter with the hashtag PNWeekly. And uh, in any other case, uh, you can actually just talk about what we're talking about as we're doing it live uh, at 5 o'clock on a Friday. However, if you can't make it live, if you really just want to get a question out there and uh, have it answered, or if you just have a few thoughts in general, you can email them to us. We're at podcast at pocketmail.com. I'm at a Target. I'll have to admit, I apologize for any background noise from the blended drinks at the Starbucks around the corner, literally screaming children. And screaming children, bouncing balls. Like, no, I totally get it. I'm pretty much bothering this space too, just by continuously talking for the next hour. So I kind of feel bad myself, but what am I going to do? I'm here. I'm kind of in this position and I don't really have other, other alternatives at this point. So we're doing this baby. All right. Let's see. What do we talk about first? How about, let's talk about something that's visual. Um, if you want to refer to your rundown, it's linked in the, the, the podcast description of whatever podcasting app you're doing. I just want you to look at this because, um, this is, um, it's interesting. Okay. So it's here's a vision of beauty and I won't be able to share it on the screen here because it'd be a little awkward, but in any case, so recently we saw this, uh, on Weibo pop up. I believe it was, um, from that, uh, renowned tech analyst, uh, ice universe or something like that. It could be, yep. It was ice universe. And he posted it on Twitter, actually. So this was kind of a cross-platform promotion kind of thing. And um, it was just a, this picture of kind of an iPhone ten like thing or like a Galaxy S10 thing. And the, there are basically no bezels. There's, there's like an edge effect kind of screen going on. And there's a whole lot of gloss and very few little bezels. Like, it's uniform goes around the curves, around the corners, and people were amazed. Now, the beyond word, this is a, this may be a design beyond. That was the tagline that he used there. The beyond tagline, or the moniker, has been associated with the project codename that Samsung is using for next year's Galaxy S10, or whatever it's being called. So, a lot of people have been associating this with, uh, hey, this could be coming in 2019. Now, I know, Ryan, that you uh, spoke to me before the show about what your convictions are about this picture here. So, have at it. What do you think? So, I looked at it in some pretty good detail. Um, I uh, Obviously, it's it was posted to Twitter, so there's I, it's not the original image. So, I wasn't able to like play with the levels and see if, if there was anything nefarious going on. It's, it's compressed. But... Um, that is, without a doubt, the body of a Galaxy S9. Um, the button placement and the shapes, the uh, exposed little bit of metal on the bottom, everything about it physically excluding the screen is a Galaxy S9. Um, there's also something weird going on with the reflections going up the sides in the top left corner. Um, I'm, I'm fairly convinced that this isn't real and this is a shop. Uh, it, it just looks like somebody put a big screen on that top, top um, left The body's identical. Sorry, top left corner relative to the original image, which had it in the vertical position? Or Yeah, yeah. Okay, just there's something weird about that reflection. It, there's no... It just stops. It doesn't... The glass should curve unless it's like a harsh edge there. And there's there's something weird going on. Um, I, I mean, we, we don't have any light sources uh, that we can uh, discern from this. And it's uh, yeah. like... 
lots of uh, it is left to the imagination just because it's just one image and that we don't see any other aspects to it. But No, certainly true. But it is exactly the body of an S9. Yeah. Button placement is pixel perfect. I mean, it wasn't was it the case where like the Galaxy like the S8 and the S9 pretty much had the same kind of a thing going on? Actually, the, the to my knowledge, the uh, and so far as I've been able to tell, because I actually haven't played with the earphone, um, the button placement did change slightly um, on the S8 to the S9. There's there's a little bit of tweaking that happened. They're in basically the same spot, but it's not pixel perfect like this. Oh. So Sam, if they, if this is um, an S10, it's the first time I've known that Samsung's done this exact consistent placement between generations. Interesting. Well, if we want to be able to incorporate our uh, friend that just joined the show, Jaime Rivera, hello to you, salutations, and uh, hopefully the traffic wasn't too bad in uh, Houston. <laughs> it's Guatemala horrible. It's point. horrible. Hello, it's hello. Horrible. But wait a second. I forgot my key, too. I'll be right back. Keep going. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. Here We're going to have an impromptu hands-on segment. It's going to be amazing, and uh, the show will go over by, like, 30 minutes. So, um we're going to have a fun time with that, I think. Um, but in any case, yeah, I mean, there was this kind of addendum to it. Uh, Ice Universe later um, posted a lot of the repost stories, so everyone, every publication that did it. We didn't get to it until Friday because we wanted to, because we're, we wanted to let it settle down first. But, Gentlemen. Uh, I was able to catch this. Yes. How hey, are you? I just want... Uh, we're pretty good. We're trying pretty to, happening at this point. Trying to get a little just better exposure to... here. Microphone's on. Everything is set. How we're are you? Like have you been behaving? Have you been behaving? I have. <laughs> I have treated uh, your your house or your apartment with uh, with kindness, and uh, I've also given out some palau to uh, your sister's uh, son. So that's great. I've good, good, good. Good, good, good. How's yeah. how's life in the United States? I'm currently enjoying the beauties of Latin America. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty good. We're pretty happy here. We are live, just to make sure that you... Uh, oh, no, you, I'm uh, kidding. I knew we were live. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just making sure. Go, go, go. Don't want to expose too much information here. About, go, go, go. I could go into like the three-day tour about what I've been doing in New York. But yeah, cool, uh, cool. Jaime was gracious enough to lend me his uh, sister's apartment for a few days and uh, very grateful again good, uh, good. as i'm trying to re-rail us and uh, get us back on this long island railroad express train to bezeldom or bezelestum i guess you could say <laughs> so ice universe walked back uh just a little bit it seemed like on his weibo page or their weibo page uh and here's the tra- a loose translation of what they said Foreign media is arguing whether this is a real Galaxy S10, but my take is that this uh, hand, I guess a hand of cards, figuratively speaking, is worth raising. This device can be said to have flown out of the country to the international stage. This device has all sorts of black magic and cutting-edge equipment in it and may set an international standard. So kind of embellishing things around it. uh, It's a concept. It's a concept design. It's a concept design. Uh, I don't think the technology is ready for us to get a phone that has so little bezels. Like, that thing literally has absolutely no protection around the borders. Um, And, uh, like, we know that there is a need for the connector for the OLED. So, unless they figure out a way to flip, which I, I, I know that Samsung can totally just, you know, use their OLED, turn it around, and pull what Apple did with the iPhone X, but... I don't know, man. 
Yeah, having an extra bit of that display tucked under it so that the connector can be hidden. And, uh, Holding something. the controller yep. with the flexible substrate. No need for to show that controller off with the chin. So, I mean, that's the hope. Um, perhaps, I, I mean, Samsung, if this is Samsung's, they control their displays and they control pretty much all, most, a lot of aspects, including silicon, uh, on their devices. So, I mean, if it's anyone that may be able to do it, it could be Samsung. Um, but let's move on from this and... Uh, Talk about another little uh, hot little topic. What is that noise, by the way? That's uh, he's it. I'm in. I'm in Target, and there's a there's a there's a parenting thing going on over there right now. Yeah. Now, if you and blenders and Starbucks, blenders, Starbucks, and uh, if you were here earlier, bouncing balls. I can tell. I can so, tell. Yeah. I can tell. So this is the this is the life, man. I mean, if you want to. Be on the road and do things, and uh, you know, lucky man, get stuff together. Lucky man, <laughs> then you have to make everything happen. Let's uh, not delay any further and talk about delays. Let's talk about Apple and its inability to kind of get things straight. It has its agenda for like maybe an AirPod, HomePod, and then the reality sets in. Engineers find trouble here, trouble there with the components or software and uh, just well in general i mean we've been talking about ios 11 and 10 and how they've been crashy buggy messes and it still doesn't seem like i mean it's just spread all over they're still trying to figure that out so i'm wondering how you guys feel about reports about air power which is their um, multi-device wireless charging pad concept still concept because it hasn't been released yeah, um, being delayed. Uh, I don't know, man. The moment I saw Air Power, one of the first things that I thought was, "Oh my god, I have this. Uh, I have the Link bracelet on my Apple Watch," and I'm like, "How am I gonna lay my Apple Watch with the Link bracelet on that pad?" Uh, you just can't. It wasn't designed for that, unless you're using their their loops or their their uh, rub the the whatever material rubber or whatever it is, the polyurethane. I think it is. Bands. Unless you're using that, you're not going to be able to use that thing. So honestly, I mean, I guess a lot of people have been making like a big deal over the fact that that pad has been delayed. I'm sure that thing is going to be so expensive that I would rather buy like five different wireless chargers that I could set in just around different parts of my room anyways. So for me, it's like, I, I, I'm just giving you my personal opinion. I honestly don't care. Like, uh, I feel that just a, launching a larger battery chart battery battery pad is 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 yeah i'm sure that for some people that only have one iphone and one apple watch with the polyurethane band and and their airpods yeah i'm sure that they're going to be happy but yeah you know they're delayed and whatever like uh, there there are a ton there are a ton of really good wireless chargers out there right now like speaking yeah there like are. speaking for example um diego give me a second give me a second diego Oh, he's editing the daily. Sorry, but I have I have this wireless charger from Speakin, which supports the fast wireless protocol that we've seen from Samsung. Uh, it is really good. Like there are just so many options out there right now, and I'm sure that they're not going to have the Apple tax. So it's like whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be so expensive that the price difference won't be worth the fact you pick up 
three or four generic ones and have three or four charges. Exactly, exactly. Like I, I've got like two Xiaomi, uh, one of the those uh, wireless charging pucks from Xiaomi. I have two of those in over here in in, in the bedroom. I have uh, one in the desk over there. I like in the apartment in New York. I've got three lined up. And, you know, I, I, I am sure that all those seven wireless chargers are going to be cheaper than Apple's anyways. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm totally glad that we're kind of dismissing the hardware at, at hand. I mean, so why even bother with this kind of uh, show of force with the air power? I mean, if it's going to cause delays, if it's going to take up this much manpower anyways, then why even bother? Because uh, I know that we've been talking about or the big deal that has been made about this uh, improvement or recently, I guess, is that you know, Apple's aiming for a buttonless, portless iPhone and that this is the way in for them. This is the way that they can bring Oh, this. oh, right, right, this right. Is their so, vision. But it's like, I don't, but it's like, well, sure. If that's, I guess, has been their, all, always their vision. Johnny Ive, uh, their head of design, has uh, said no less than that. Like, well, where does this land? Because this does not really, it doesn't make sense to me. Well, it, it makes sense to me from the perspective that the more connectors you have on a phone, it's more difficult to make it water resistant. Uh, so bear in mind, the more, the more components in a product, uh, the more difficult it is to manufacture, the more margin of error you have uh, for it to, you know, for it to break in any way. Uh, it's it in, during the manufacturing process, it adds more complexity and also making it water resistant. So for me, it makes a lot of sense for companies to consider the idea of moving away from ports completely if they can. Like, I get it. Like, if, if the plan is for, for ports to be removed in order to make the manufacturing process faster, great. Now, I actually cover the news in the daily over the rumors that Apple really wanted to do it for the iPhone X. For me, because the iPhone X was such a breaking product, like before and after, uh, I think it would have made a lot of sense for the company to figure it out. But according to the according to the rumors, uh, it seems that you know just a lot of uh, I guess the test pilot consumers that they got to show the product, or I don't know what. But according to the rumors, it's uh, consumers were going to have a lot of issues with the you know you're already killing the headphone jack, uh, you're you know you're also going to kill this port as well. And you're not gonna you're not gonna add some AirPods into the box, and probably one of the main selling points of the iPhone ever since generation one is, hey, we're including a pair of really good headphones. Uh, which you know, what are you gonna connect them to? Uh, would the future be that the iPhone 10 2018 or next year's will bring no ports and a pack of AirPods? Could be. I mean, I feel that that would be great, but it, there are there were other challenges with that with that premise. Uh, the other one is obviously the fact that wireless charging is horrendously slow, horrendously slow. And like in the case of Apple products, they don't support the faster charging that we see on Galaxy phones, which is not significantly faster, but it is faster. Uh, and so and so, think about it. I mean, it's not like if you've got this amazing battery life on the iPhone 10. And you're also going to, you're going to force me to use a wireless charger, which means I can't use my phone while it's charging unless I look like really ridiculous while holding it here and there or uh, what? Like on Apple Pencil levels. Of right, charging, right. And, and so and slow. But I want to give one last thought because I do want to move on to uh, Ryan here because um, in terms of uh, what we've seen, it's the old idiom about Apple is that they're always... They're not always the first, but uh, they're always better 
at producing a product and you know we've but in recent times especially with like the side projects you could say that about the airpods you could i don't know if you could say that about the home pod especially because of siri i mean they were first to that but it just Siri's hasn't evolved. Yeah. yeah so what do you think about apple's kind of side branches here and uh, kind of letting it i don't know wither on the vine um, I don't know. It has been 10 months since they announced that they were going to do it, and they still haven't done it. Um, I honestly, I can't, couldn't even speculate. Like, I don't know if they're holding their feet for new products, and they want to make sure that it's really well integrated into the ecosystem as opposed to just the three products that currently support it. Could be in the future. We still haven't seen a MacBook revision. We're late for that now. That was expected at the uh, uh, event that just happened, and that wasn't there. So it could be we're going to see this... Uh, um, proprietary wireless charging tech integrated into a wider variety of devices, and they're they're holding this back specifically so that it hits everything at once. I I don't know. On the subject of losing ports, though, um, our managing editor uh, David Ruddock actually wrote a, a very very long, very interesting um, op-ed on that subject just this morning. That uh, I would highly recommend. I, I love David's writing, by the way. So yes, definitely give it a read. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, a good one. it's you know we we love what you guys do at Android Police because well. I hate to make you talk about, you know, Apple stuff. But again, like, you guys do... No, very... I'm interested in the subject. Oh, yeah. totally. And, like, you guys do pretty good on the cross-platforming um, kind of opinionated uh, writing because, you know, David Ruddick has lived with iOS for, you know, a month or months he, at a time. He used it exclusively just... for a month, yeah. He did not touch Android during that time, to my knowledge. Very interesting stuff. Again, okay. we'll, uh, I'll update this as we uh, push live on the audio post uh, for this podcast episode. Uh, in the meantime, I do want to uh, get your first initial take, Ryan, on uh, because we haven't heard from you on this podcast, about the key to just like a quick few thoughts about it. I think the price is a joke. It's got a Snapdragon 660 and they want how much money for it? $600? <laughs> 650 650 650 uh, Yeah, no, no. No, well, it's not even, it's 1080p equivalent. It's a weird aspect ratio. So the DPI is what, like something 320, 340? And you're not really feeling the keyboard at all. I mean, if I was into the keyboard or if not, if not, that's, that's, that's a matter of personal preference. I'm not, but looking just purely at the rest of the specs, I don't think that the keyboard's worth that premium. Hmm. You could pick up a OnePlus uh, 6 with way better specs for less money. Well, I'm going to give Jaime exactly five minutes uh, to talk about his past several days holding the key to in hand. Uh, and uh, you just go out with it, and I'm going to stop you uh, cold at five minutes. So sounds go. good. Um, okay, so I, I've been using the key to for a bit. Uh, I actually was able to see the product very early. Um, and, you know, I, I guess I... When I was shown the Key 1 originally, I wanted that phone to be everything that it promised to be. Bear in mind, I come from the days of the BlackBerry Pearl, the BlackBerry Curve. I actually use these products uh, not as a fan enthusiast, but because I needed them for work. I used, I worked in UPS Airlines, and this was the way we would communicate. Um, and so there were a couple of key elements that were important to BlackBerrys. They weren't necessarily the most powerful, you, but this is not the reason why you bought a BlackBerry. You bought a BlackBerry because their software back in the day was incredibly snappy. It was power. It was very practical and designed 
to be a communicator. It wasn't designed to be a multimedia phone. It wasn't designed for anything but to help you communicate. And so you need a couple of important things to achieve, you know, for a communicator to be a communicator. Like, for example, for me, the concept of it doesn't have a Snapdragon 845 or whatever. You know, I didn't understand it when they launched the previous one. And then I started using it for the review period. And I guess I entered the review period being like, oh, man, it's got like, really? And then obviously when I started using it and I got like two days of battery life after like an intensive haul of email and just the typical things that we do, because think about it, like we literally most of us work from home or work from a remote office. Most of us are not in the same spot. So the concept of chatting, the concept of voice communication and the concept of responding to emails is pretty much work for us. That's really what our work entails. And so it is horribly frustrating to have this amazing power on a Galaxy S9 Plus or many phones out there and as a result, have terrible battery life, be, be it at 5 p.m. and you already need a charger. And so for me, it was one of those things where it was like, shoot, if I could have a phone that could be really, because I always carry two phones. And by the way, I've been carrying two phones ever since I started using a BlackBerry because I thought that the BlackBerry Pearl's keyboard was just too cramped. And so I was like, all right, I'll have this one. And then my Windows phone is going to be like my primary uh, for content consumption and gaming. And so I, that was like heaven. That was perfect for me uh, because one of these phones was like perfect. I, I knew that I could trust it to be like my workhorse. And then I could trust the other one for whenever I wanted to watch a video. And uh, the key two, sorry, the key one was that, but the keyboard was too mushy. Just, I feel that the software just wasn't ready for what they wanted to do. And my experience with the key two is a lot of that has been solved. Um, I feel that you need a good three generations for a product to to, I mean, we've seen it, like the OnePlus One wasn't the best, the OnePlus Two wasn't the best, but then the OnePlus Three was like, oh my God, this is really cool. Same thing, the Galaxy S1 and the Two were not the best phones, but then the Three was like great. Same thing with the iPhones, like the 3GS was like, this is such a great phone. It's the same thing. I mean, the Key Two is not there in a couple of things. Obviously our review will go live soon and we'll go into detail over what those things are. But I feel that would I pay $650, I feel that the price tag is too high. I feel that the price tag of the key one at 550 was still steep. And Blackberries were never really expensive phones, if you remember. Like if you bought a bold 9900, back then it was like $450, $480. So just the, the whole concept of making this jump into five, into 650, for me, the only problem, for me, the problem with this phone is mainly that, the price tag. Everything else, like I feel that BlackBerry has done a so third party apps do a better job in adapting to this form factor than to adapting to the notch on devices like the P20 Pro, for example. I feel like like Instagram and other apps, like those apps adapt perfectly for this phone, but they don't for notch displays in most cases on Android. So I don't know, man. Like for me, I have no complaints about Android. We've got the RAM that we didn't have on the Key One. So a lot of the things that I didn't like about the Key One, like how clunky the camera was or how sluggish it became, thank you. Uh, those things are solved here. And oh my God, like I love the keyboard just because it feels like a bold 9900. Like it's so sweet to type and uh, there's less travel. And I love that it corrects when you type, not like in the past. Yeah. So I'm going to cut you off there. Uh, no problem. They did awesome. a whole bunch of 
whole bunch of research on uh, the Bull 9900 and uh, what uh, he should feel like. So they definitely tuned in for that. I find it interesting to see that there is still that gap between the offering and the perceived what should be the price points for this device because you see it in the raw specs line and then also i mean i i don't understand the price big case of it but it's like but it's still that not that price especially and i guess history has a lot to do with that because of that historically i don't know do do you think uh well i'm gonna go back to ryan on this do you think that is it 2018 standards that this is pretty much the least that they can demand without looking like it's cheap or what do you think it is? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know what justifies the price. It could be the, uh, hardware keyboard, but that doesn't really make sense to me. It's definitely not the specs. Um, I don't think it's the software either because if it's anything like last year's T1, um, it's not going to get a whole lot of updates, which is kind of weird for something you is that's being sold to uh, people who are mindful of security business people after the way they handle updates on the key one. I really wouldn't pick up one of these assuming it's going to be this, you know, high security device. It's quite the opposite based on previous model. Um, so I don't, I, I really don't know where the price is coming from. Your guess is as good. I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I mean, we've got devices like the Galaxy S9 Plus, which has got, like, they boast about Nox so much. And yet that phone has received zero security updates. Has it, not? Really? it hasn't like zero like it's it's the worst like the, the the state of android and updates in general is just really bad really really bad I mean, the only people that are doing like android one participation is up so i mean i'm grateful for that but also just uh, nokia in general because uh, they've whether or not they've been on android when they've made the promise of fast quick updates and you know they've delivered even with meticulous inspection on that but and but- it, yeah, no, yeah, it, it, like BlackBerry is this not not the same story. No, and Ryan Ryan definitely has a point. I mean, seriously, if you're gonna tell me that this is a secure phone and you're not gonna do your job when it comes to security updates, that is a big deal. Definitely, I uh, be, I just I guess I didn't use the key one enough. Um, there are things about this phone that are really cool. I am shocked at how much applications will use your camera or your microphone without you knowing just because you gave it a permission. And because you can set the DTEC application to tell you that the camera is being used, for me, every time I get a notification, that's an optional notification, by the way. Oh my God, I've been like so conscient of what phones do now. And this is the only phone that provides that, by the way. Yeah, totally. Actually, all the pixels will be providing it with Android P. Android P, starting in Android P. I mean, like, you know, BlackBerry's taking the first step, so I guess you could give it a little kudos for that. But it's just, I mean, the focus on, you know, four gram macro operations, you know, and everything that else that the DTEC suite covers is, uh, you know, that those are little, like, bonus points for case use uh, studies, uh, you know, into the microphone, into the camera and whatnot. And there are just a whole bunch of, like, little other things that, you know, they hope they combine into this one package that is worth um, your value, your time, your money. So, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to. Uh, I know that Android Police doing some coverage on uh, the Q2 as well as uh, Jaime is wrapping up his video review. And uh, hopefully the embargo is coming out real soon on the review. So definitely want to make sure that you tune in for those. I want to take a quick break. Um, Excuse me, a quick break right now so that I can swallow uh, some tea and not, you know, go all dry. But also to uh, 
uh, talk about sponsors. So we'll be back in just one second. Introducing Huawei MateBook X Pro, winner of 27 awards at Mobile World Congress, including Best of Show Laptop, Best Innovation, Best Design, Editor's Choice, and Reader's Choice. With Windows Hello, you can unlock your Huawei MateBook X Pro with a touch of your fingerprint. Secure, fast, and no password to remember. Huawei MateBook X Pro, now available at Microsoft Stores, Amazon, and Newig.com. For a limited time, get a free $300 gift card with purchase. Visit a Microsoft store near you today. And we are back with uh, more of our program here on the Pocket Now Weekly. And uh, just a couple of more um, interesting little tidbits here uh, in terms of social media. Well, originally I scheduled this block to go first. But um, I guess we'll, we'll just start off with Instagram because um, they, they've made news this week. They, they're, they're trying to make vertical, long-form content more of a thing. Um, I have kind of my... I think we're taking it too much at face value. We're kind of being disingenuous with it. But, um, I mean, you've had hands-on with IGTV, uh, Jaime Rivera. You've actually posted one bit of content to it. So I want to let you um, explain it from someone that has actually used it. Uh, so we're actually, we were, we actually, I actually teased that we're, that I was going to be in the podcast on IGTV before we went live. Uh, so everybody that joined, thank you so much. Uh, I've, oh my God. So I, we've gotten some really strong response on IGTV, a lot higher than I expected. Uh, we, so we're still trying to figure out what exactly to cover. So IGTV is literally Instagram, you know, Instagram has been copying a ton of things from other platforms, and I guess it's been doing it very well. Like Instagram stories are a plain copy of Snapchat, but they've done a really good job at it. Uh, they provide the discovery that Snapchat doesn't provide. Uh, we've got uh, a lot. We've got a lot of benefits on IGTV. Uh, the I guess the problem is they want it to be vertical video and they want it to be vertical video. You know, it's, it's funny because even Instagram stories now supports horizontal. You can fit a horizontal video into a vertical screen. You get the pillar boxing and everything, but, uh, but at least it works. Uh, but no, they want it to be vertical. And so you've got, I've got, we, we've got so many products uh, where we're like, oh my God, how are we going to make this vertical if we didn't frame this to be vertical? We framed it to be horizontal. You know, camera sensors are designed to be four by three. Uh, and, you know, the whole thing about, and I still, I, I still have this debate where it's like, yes, we use our phones vertically, but I see people on the subway all day just using their phones horizontally as well. Uh, just watching videos. So it's not like if it's an unnatural thing to flip your phone. A lot of the comments that I saw yesterday on our Instagram TV post were like, you know, this is kind of weird because we flip our phones all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. And so we'll see. I, I feel that regardless, I feel that it's awesome that Instagram is coming up with something unique. I feel that YouTube does deserve some competition. Uh, I, I'm actually kind of worried that other platforms have died out and then others are focusing on other things and then just YouTube is being left alone. And so I love that we have something new, but we are definitely going to approach IGTV differently. We're going to provide different content on IGTV because, again, of the whole form factor thing. Uh, but yeah, I, I like that it's easy. It's very practical to create content for it. Everybody can create content, and the earlier you get on it, the better. Uh, so yeah, that's been our perspective. Yeah, it's and, one of those and, ground. It def 
definitely one of those ground floor things that we want to uh, get into. I mean, especially as media companies, I want to wonder uh, if uh, you have any, uh, well, first of all, personal stake, and also if uh, Android Police has been sort of trying to work out what it might be able to do, because you, you're also kind of burgeoning in terms of the YouTube aspect as well. Um, well, to be honest, I'm not really qualified to speak on the subject of Instagram because I'm a terrible millennial. I can count the number of times I've used it on one hand and I have no interest in it whatsoever. <laughs> um, so I, I don't personally use it or have too much experience with it. Um, I know that we've, we've probably, uh, we've been looking into other means for, uh, um, pushing video content. And, uh, I assume that the people who do that are, are looking at that, but I, I really don't know the first thing. I have no interest in oh, Instagram yeah, totally. or yeah. vertical video. I understand. So. <laughs> I mean, I got met quite a few friends that are just trying to figure out what the heck is Instagram. So, uh, definitely. But I appreciate the sentiment of uh, pushing it to YouTube because I'm kind of, uh, we were actually just talking about this on our podcast last night. Mm. Like, we're, I'm really tired of the way YouTube handles doing everything it does because they do a terrible job of it. Yeah, and Google needs to stop, like, it's just yeah, it needs to stop giving sorry, them as much freedom. It's just one whole. It's like one short-sighted move after another, and I feel like yeah, uh, as we go into the growing pains of IGTV, it's going to be like that. Uh, but I just want to fill out just a few more details on this. So we're talking about any content again, vertical, but it lasts as long as fifteen seconds up to an hour. Now that hour. Uh, wait, wait, let me interrupt you there. It tells you sure. just ten minutes. At least initially, it, at least initially, your limit is ten minutes. So maybe, yeah, for more like official public, uh, you know, content creators, it might be an hour automatically for them. But ten minutes is still quite a long time. I feel like we're going to see that bell curve um, kind of more arranged towards the three, four minute mark. Uh, just to be fair, uh, and uh, yeah, this, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, especially as YouTube feels the pressure because they have announced. Just today, monetization measures, more of those, such as, um, uh, you know, paid access to certain videos, certain channels. So uh, it'll be interesting, again, to see if we can get, all get a bump in this. Uh, I want to just uh, hit on the Oppo Find X. I'm not sure how much we want to talk about this because... I don't know. It feels kind of passe at this point, even though it's it was only announced what Wednesday. And what are you talking about? Had, like, the, that's how fast. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's like, probably one of the coolest products I've seen in a while. Oh, it was cool days ago, but now it's old hat. <laughs> yeah, well, just tell me, just tell me what is cooler than that phone right now? Give me one. It's pretty cool. It's pretty it cool. is pretty cool. I mean, I mean for for, cool. for everybody that's complaining I, about noxious. Yes, Jules. I know, I know about the notch, but like, what, what is Anybody cool so about servo-fed freaking cameras? Like that. Moving parts are awesome. It doesn't matter if they're useful. Uh, or all right. Well, what, what are you if, talking? If you're so excited. Jules, then why don't you talk about it, man? Jules, what are you complaining about? Come on, man. I mean, we are complaining. You spend time complaining uh, in the podcast. Right, you know what? You know what? I'm happy it has an AMOLED display because that's pretty much the best that you can get around. Wait, wait a second. Let, let me you stop you. Let me stop you. Standard. Let me you got, stop you right and, there. And it's like 999 euros, and that's totally fine for this kind of thing. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it. But, like... You don't like experiments, man? It's cool. Jules, <sighs> let, let me... I know. Let me 
let me stop you right there. I guess I should be more you happy complain, about it you, you because complain about, it's going to come into about... Europe and the United States for the first time. Like, com- I, yes. Can I Go please ahead. talk now? Thank you. Uh, you Go complain ahead. about notches. Now you're going to complain about a solution for them? I haven't complained about notches. Come on, dude. I mean... Per- my personal yeah, opinion is that I'm fine here. with notches. It, that's the thing. I mean, it, it, smartphones need to evolve. We've we've come into this complacency where one company does one thing and everybody follows. And then here we have a company that comes up with a completely different approach of how to build a product. Whether it's a good idea or not, dude, I mean, there's only one way to find out. We've got series called reviews. We've got comparisons. We've got after the buzz videos where we get to uh, test products over time and see how they perform. Uh, we will see if this idea works or not. Is it worth 1,000 euro? Oh, my God. I'd ask you the same question about the iPhone 10. I don't know if I could tell you that it's I worth... I think it's one- totally worth 1,000 euro for what it is. It's just... For the specs, I don't know. Well, but that's... But that's the thing. Oppo has always been... Oppo has always been like that. I mean, uh, they come up with these, like... Ing- for me, I'm actually glad that Oppo's back. We had the N series from Oppo, and then they stopped doing it completely. We had the Fine series from Oppo, then they stopped doing it completely, and they start and they started pulling a ton of iPhone clones. Um, and sure, they they because they uh, realized they, that was their bread, but that was like money that they could make, and you know, send them to be like the second best in uh, the second most uh, shipping in China. Like, I mean, I totally get their strategy. That's what works in China. And, you know, it's a sustenance thing. So this, I, I feel am... like they're, they're going in this at the right time. Because, you know what? Xiaomi has been making a big mess about their global expansion and how they want to get all the money to them. And, uh, oh, the Chinese government is, like, complaining because, like, not enough Chinese money is going into it. Whatever. But Alpo is just taking its own initiative. And I should be happy for them because, like, we're going to see something new for the first time. It's great. I... I, it, I, for me, it's just, I guess maybe it's just that servo thing. I don't know what, what's going on with me and, like, moving parts, but I, I don't know. Because we saw this with the... It's fi- worth the experiment. It's worth the experiment. It's worth, the, like, the Find... Yeah. Wasn't it the Find 5? I think it was the Find 5 that was, like, introduced it to us because it had one camera, but it was on this pivot, and it just yeah. flipped around and said that, like, that was amazing. And this, you know, with the, like, 3D facial recognition... And you know, and like great cameras, like those in it, in themselves are amazing. But does it really have to be like? Does it have to pop up every single time? It's like, oh, yeah. like why can't I just like pop it up myself? And you know, I find that, I find that I mean, to be really. Cool. I want to have I want to have that option at least because that's not it, it's not an option. You it it automatically detects it. In, you know when you're doing the facial recognition thing or you're opening the camera app. No, I want to, you know, be able to make sure that I have physical redundancy in case it fails. I'm afraid it fails. I think it's fine. I don't know. Well, for one, before you start praising the camera too much, keep in mind that camera performance is much about software as it is about hardware. Oh, totally. There's no indication whatsoever that uh, Oppo knows what they're doing when it comes to that. We Uh, we still have to freaking test out this. this, spaghetti uh, on the wall. It's interesting to see I've been using using a ton of Oppo phones in the past. Um, They weren't necessarily the best cameras, but they... You know, we have to understand that they focus a lot on the Chinese market, and the Chinese market has a very interesting preference when compared to us. 
the Chinese market cares a lot more about selfies in general, and they have catered their selfie technology very well. Uh, like they have so, really. So, they, give me a second, Jules. They they so, were they were one of the first companies to actually boost the amount of megapixels on the selfie camera. If you if you've noticed, I mean, I think that we we we've been having like twenty megapixel sensors from them for a bit. Uh, their whole beautifying modes and things like that. Like, they've been investing hard on that. And then my experience with the primary shooters is, of course, they're not great low-light performers, but they'll do a decent job. So I... Would they do a thousand thousand euros? Oh, that's a good question. So see, this is this is this yeah. is one of those things where it's like we have to remember that the Fine series has been their flagship series for years before they killed it out. So honestly, I, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I'm waiting for my review unit, and I will assess it. You know, I, I saw a couple of reviews already went live, which uh, I find interesting as. As I know, the, the time frame for shipping was kind of constrained. So, okay, fine. There are reviews already. Not going to criticize anybody. But uh, uh, th this is one of the things you need to test. And particularly, I, I understand your concern, Jules, particularly with that mechanism. Is it able to deliver all the time? That's going to be a very interesting question. Can it do it or not? Because, you know, Vivo will give you that selfie camera popping up every now and then, but only when you need it. Whereas this phone has to do it every single time. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see if it can deliver or not. Yeah, it's, it is. Um, I just want to also just mention the one other thing that really pissed me off about this was the fact that, that they labeled their freaking um, facial recognition uh, like sweet. O-Face. 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 Are you serious? Yeah, no. Are you serious? If this is their official push into European and North American markets, I mean, I'll just leave it there. O-Face. O-Face. Okay. You have the title for your review now. Uh, <laughs> Oppo Find X, colon, this is my Oh, oh my God. <laughs> O O F O dash face. O They have emoji because of course well, we have dude, to have uh, emoji, All right, let, let's let's talk. 2018 is going to be the year of crazy branding starting with the LG Think Q brand. Like oh, I'm really? like god, where did you guys get that marketing team? Cuz I have yet to meet one consumer that likes to say the for the word Think Q. It's because all the good employees have left the Sage and Ship, man. This is, 2018 is going to be the last year of LG. No, you it's think? not. It's you not. Think? It's not sinking. It's sink you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. No, they'll probably stick around for a little longer, but I really, I don't think they're long for this world. Them and HTC both. I mean, well, I mean, LG I'm, I'm is sad a point. I'm, I'm sad about LG. I mean, LG, both companies. I mean, both HTC. I'm sad about both. Yeah, consumer choice. Yeah, and, and these, they, come on. These, these companies made some really great phones. Like, there was a time where LG was LG, HTC was HTC, and now everything is Samsung and Everything's Apple. Samsung, and everybody yeah. else is making stuff at a I think they're still around because they have that reason. They have, you know, their table. They have a whole bunch of pools that they play in, and... They might as well have the smartphone division. They're, that's their excuse because they want to play around with the technology and do it anyways because you know, they don't have to make money in that division. They got others like laundry machines and whatnot that that make enough money for them. But it's just you know, I I, I don't know how to feel about that. If you're not really going to take it seriously, then don't take it at all. 
Um, don't take the Sony approach. Don't take the Sony approach. Uh, just no more splats on the wall. No more figuring <laughs> out what that is. Uh, finally, oh. one more talk it. One more talk, talk, talk it topic thing. I'm trying to find words here, but uh, I just want to uh, mention that uh, finally, the New South Wales government again is uh, conducting a study going to see how kindergarten to year 12 students uh, use their smartphones in schools. And based on whatever they find, they might suggest new policies that will either ban the use of smartphones in school or limit them, um, perhaps even just limit them to uh, dumb phones, uh, just carry those around. Uh, so, I think that's a great ruling. Shoot. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll have to see about that because the study is only just starting. I just want to, um, you know start off by, you know, wondering well, what your involvement with phones was back uh, in, you know, maybe middle school, high school. I mean, I, I'm the millennial, so of course... I'm not that young, Jules. I'm not that young. Ryan, please, but, by all means, go for it. I mean, in college, I got a... No, I think senior year of high school, I got a BlackBerry Pearl, and uh, I didn't pull it out in class or anything like that, but I had one, I used it. Um, I think I actually would have gotten in trouble if I had used it in class. Mm. But yeah, I, I can't say I disagree with the idea of going without smartphones in schools. Like they've got other things to focus on. There's no there's no real reason to have one. A laptop's one thing you can do. Let, work on a laptop. Maybe a tablet if you believe Apple. But I, <laughs> good one. I don't really see a good one. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the uh, thing here that I can provide as the 23 year old in this group. Um, I first saw uh, the the first smart um, cell phone, just plain old cell phone, uh, back when. Uh, it was in the third grade, actually. So about eight, nine years old. Uh, Lucky the, kid, man. Lucky kid. Well, it's, I wish. It's, I mean, it, that kid was lucky. and But it was quite amazing to me how quickly it spread. Because it wasn't, you know, it was like over the next couple of years, it was probably like maybe 30, 40% of our students, uh, my classmates, just getting that phone in. And, you know, eventually that turned into BlackBerry. Eventually that turned into just iPhone or Android, or well, mostly iPhone, because you know that's the case that happens to be with teens and whatnot. But well, as as the father of three kids, I'll tell you this much: um, I there's a there's a phenomenon happening, and we're noticing it with Android P, and we're noticing it with iOS 12, where uh, companies are becoming conscient of the fact that you, we can't consider the fact that things like you're, if you remember when I was when when the App Store was originally launched many years ago for the iPhone, they were like, "This is going to be an amazing gold rush for developers." And we've, you know, these companies have allowed developers this insane amount of liberty in creating content that is really good at keeping people locked into their phones. And this is the way they make money. The problem is we're we're really hurting society. We're really hurting society because, like, it's it's very, for me, it's very funny to get on a New York City subway and notice that people are all on their phones. Like, it doesn't really matter what age group you're in, everybody is on their phones. And it just makes, it makes society a lot less friendly to a certain degree. And so I find that if you're an adult, you have more of a, you I guess you have a more educated palate in that phase of your life for you to make the conscious decision if you want to be stuck using your phone or not but as a kid you know kids don't have enough judgment to define if they've spent too much time on their phone or not they just don't 
And these apps are really cool. They're designed to lock them in. So I, as a father of three, would be extremely happy if we could go back to, because it's funny how a lot of parents these days, like I used to go to, I sometimes go to parent teacher conferences and they're like, they're like, yes, but what happens if I have an emergency and I need to talk to my kid? And I'm like, how do we do that 30 years ago? Like 20 years ago, there was one phone in the school. And if there was an emergency, you call the damn school and you pull the kid from school and you make him talk. Or a dumb phone is also a good solution. Uh, so to be fully honest with you, oh my God, I would love that to be a general rule. And I would, I would even love it for societies to have like some sort of a restriction where like we as parents are forced, like for example, the fact that, you know, children can't buy alcohol or, or they can't buy cigarettes until they can show an ID. I would love for there to be like a forced parent parental control for how much kids are using digital devices in their spare time. I get it when they need them for work, but I mean, if you, like, seriously, yes, but I'm talking to my friend, like, go out and play ball, man. Like, you know, go out and interact with other kids, you know, because the that's only problem, that, that's my perspective. I feel that it's, yeah. it's a step in the right direction, and I, I like that it's only one country, so it allows you to test the ground and see how the reaction in society is going to be. Yeah, uh, I want to get to Ryan's point here uh, if he ha uh, has one on this particular issue because I am trying to. I'm going to mount a rigorous defense against uh, this here. So, awesome. Uh, I don't see how you could. I got to say I agree. Uh, like when I was when I was in school when I was a kid and we did have dumb phones at the time. You were forbidden from using those during class. Like that was already a rule. You can't. You can't. You can't have it. You could have it on your person if you wanted to, but it had to be set silent. And functionally, you may as well not have had one. You weren't looking at it. You weren't getting notifications on it. It wasn't having an effect on you. And uh, I, I think I just think it disrupts the learning process. They're there to learn. They're not there to talk to their friends. They're not there to look things up online. They they need to be paying attention to things teachers are saying. I don't think that uh, I don't think there's any real reason for students to need a phone during class. All right. Well, I guess uh, I have to be the one that actually has to uh, just uh, make sure that we get the other side here. So you're lucky we're not in the same room, Jules, because I would gag you. Go ahead. Fire well, away. Go ahead. <laughs> All right. But here, here, the phone represents a medium of communication, a medium of wait. Just the mobile phone is a medium of communication that no, that is just uh, represents freedom for kids to be able to actually talk, and also just you know, not just when you're meeting up with one person or meeting up with another person, but just being able to let people know that you're this, you're that, you're happy, you're sad, and that you're free to express. And, you know, in some cases without having the, you know, parents know about what exactly you're, you're doing because sometimes you have things that you keep from your parents because you're not exactly sure if they're afraid or if you should be afraid of them reacting to whatever you're doing. And yeah, where are you going to keep that? Personal, you're going to keep it in your phone. <laughs> personal identities. Excuse me, I'm talking to <laughs> Personal identities and, uh, you know, or whatnot. You know. So, and there is a valid use for them in school because it does... During class? During class, because I was able to text my answers to certain questions. You know, they, they're implementing digital lessons with a thing, with a projection boards and uh, a little and presentation slides. Chromebooks and tablets. Yeah, it, and, but, so, but again, some schools, a lot of schools actually, don't have budgets or can't really, you know, afford to keep and maintain... A whole fleet of iPads, or, or you know, they have 
IT to deal with, with support, that infrastructure costs a ton of money. And while it may be the future, I mean, a lot of them will stick to using uh, computers that are well tried and true and that are older. And, you know, this is something that they don't, they, they have less to deal with with personal cell phones. They have less to deal with, with in terms of just getting kids to use their own phones and, you know, a sense of privacy, a sense of being able to, like, be secure and, like, type in whatever they want. And also just being able to educate effectively and, you know, quickly. How is, how so, is a school's budget a parent's a, problem? A, I'm, parent I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that's not sorry? a parent's problem, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's that's a bit of a stretch. It's, a, a, it's a stretch. stretch. It's, yeah, you're entitled to your opinion, buddy. You're entitled to your well, opinion. I, 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 I totally get I've it. Made, I've made a ton of friends on the internet, on mobile internet, that I don't think I would have because, you know, I identify one way or another, and I'm afraid about what my parents think about what, you know, I am. So, Oh, no, certainly. The, Do you need to be talking with those people during the middle of class? I mean, if shit's going down in the middle of class, then yes. Because this, these are social issues. I mean, this is like saying... not just about communication, about about education. It is about education of social interactivity and how people treat each other. Buddy, and so, buddy. in some cases, totally. Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, those things exacerbate. And I mean, we've talked. I talked about in this piece here about. Uh, so you used your you used your phone during class when you were in high school. Is what you're telling me? Oh yeah, totally. Buddy, I, like while you were sitting in the seat and you were supposed to be paying attention to what the teacher was saying, you were instead ignoring that. To do your yeah, own thing. I mean, no, I mean, can, I can you can, and that's behavior are, you are, want to encourage. Are you chatting with somebody else right now as we're doing this podcast, or do you need to be attentive in what we're doing? See, that's I the wish. thing. <laughs> see, see, that's the because thing, here's man. the thing. This is like I don't think I don't because you're like no, but I, I love it. I love it. I love it. You don't understand it. where I'm coming from here. I, I love and, it. Like, I love it. You grew up with like a very conventional, very you know straightforward Dude. thing, but like Dude. we're in an evolving society here. Dude, and in so some here's the cases, thing. Here's when the thing. Immediacy is important when you're trying to, you know, deal with services like you know how to de-escalate a very hostile situation that you know when when you need to know about Becky just broke up with her boyfriend. Well, not even. Well, yeah, I mean, when, <laughs> especially or in some cases when people can't handle their management their their manage their anger properly then you know they you know, find that there are tech services nowadays that rely on certain kinds of uh, uh, data policies but it's like you know it's there's a person right next to you or there's a person that you're able to access immediately that's like hey let's talk things down let's you know go, go. like I, I suggest but that you listen when to everyone's supposed to be doing something. I else, suggest that you listen. You like, I suggest that you listen to uh, Marketplace's uh, "Make Me Smart" uh, podcast because uh, there is an episode that does mention this and yeah, that talks uh, about this service. Listen, so, like about using a phone during school while you're supposed to be paying attention to the lessons. Yeah, I mean, no, seriously. If because sometimes it's the lessons that you know these happenings that these events occur. So, Dude. I mean, if you're trying to really, I mean, I don't know about you. I don't know what, but I've seen, I've gone through, you know, I've seen stuff in my life that really hasn't been, you know. Trust me, man. I, I, come, I come from, I come from a generation and I come from a society where uh, being on, doing something else while you're supposed to be paying attention is called disrespect. That's just the yeah. way it is, you know. And one of the major things is it's just the basic principle in life. 
Uh, you, you, principles are eternal. It doesn't really matter what generation you're on. It doesn't really matter what you do. Principles are basic, like respecting other people, uh, like giving people. That's just the way it is. Don't do to others what you wouldn't like to be done to you. You wouldn't like for you to be talking to a person and that person having a chat conversation with somebody else on the phone. It's This is just basic human interaction, basic human behavior, where I, I understand. I, it's not that I don't understand your point, Jules. It's just... I feel that there, I, I've had so many bad experiences interviewing people for jobs in the previous job that I had uh, because particularly of how introverted most of our society has become because people are stuck on their phones and they, they don't have that ability to socialize with other people. Like I totally get the, like I come from the generation where Channing was born, buddy. Uh, and I made a ton of friends and I dated a lot of girls that way. That, you know, the, but, but we, you know, eventually we learned that those kinds of communications aren't really communications. Like it's not the same for you to learn to actually address a person directly in a meeting. And so it's, it's not the same for you to learn those social skills. Like this phone is not going to teach you that. This phone is designed to, yes, help you communicate. That's the principle. But there are a lot of applications in this phone that weren't designed to help you communicate. They're designed to help you consume what they sell in many other ways. And the biggest problem is if I you can't control that, it's not. What are you talking about? You know what the, the, answer, the, the meaning of cynical is? Yeah, I totally do. And I <laughs> okay, think that's the, the meaning. The, the meaning. The meaning of cynical is that I am telling you something. We have to wrap this up, by the way. So it's like <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. I, I know but, you do, but the word just doesn't apply right here. I am telling you that this product is designed to sell me something. In most cases, like if I down, download Fortnite, is that how can you guarantee that a kid is not going to be playing Fortnite while the class is going on instead of actually doing exactly. the things that you're saying right now? That is see. That is cynical. That is cynical for you to use for you to say that you have something and that you're using it for one purpose, but then you're doing something else entirely. And that's the reason why I'm telling you, children cannot. They they don't understand. Children don't have the enough judgment. They don't have the maturity to learn that it's bad to be playing Candy Crush while the teacher is trying to tell them teach them something. That my friend. Delayed gratification yeah, isn't something. You get that my friend is it. being cynical. <laughs> mm, I don't think so. I don't think you trust enough children enough, if, especially if you. Dude, I've, I've got three them. kids. Are you going to give me? You're going to give me a lecture in that them. department, really? I'm not going to. I'm not going <laughs> to give a twelve-year-old an iPad and tell him not to look at it while you're doing something else, and it's not. You're, you're going to give me a lecture of, of over the concept of raising kids. That's kind of a hard one, buddy. But you know I mean, what? It, Again, it I, I listen. This that's the beauty of this podcast. It's about opinion, man. This is yours, and you're giving it as a millennial, and that's awesome, man. I'm just telling you the things that I deal with as a parent, uh, where for you, obviously, it's convenient because it's your rights, the ones that you're defending. But then as a parent, I'm the one that has to teach them how to live. And I will tell you this much. The best way to teach them how to live is to teach them how to survive in the world, not how to survive on their phones. That's what if I'll tell you. parents and teachers have not done a good job of that, where else did you turn to? Anyway. I'll just say that. <laughs> Anyways, man. We'll just say I'll just say that because again, there are millions of children that feel the same right now. So, and that's why you have these, you know, memes and Tumblr and whatnot. I mean, you can go into the sociology of it, but we don't have enough you time. You don't want for that. kids looking at memes in class, man. It's enough time for it. Yeah. Go go at home, lunch break, whatever, but not while you're supposed to be paying attention to what's on. What's exactly. Exactly. I mean, shoot, if if we were in a meeting, like if we were in a meeting right now, and and somebody would pull out a phone and. And I notice that they're playing Candy Crush while, while I'm the boss and I'm telling them what to do and they're not paying attention to me. They're fired. 
Like, see, here's the thing. That's what school is for. We te- te- schools are to teach children how to survive in the world. That's what they're for. Schools they're, they're, are basically they're... a memorization kind of bank that you kind of use to gain memory and to use your... But, like, you forget Tools. that how to no. recap this. That's know, not what schools in. are. Like, there's more, much more to it than that. It teaches you problem solving. There is more... There's problem solving, but then again, there's also just memorizing a whole bunch of stuff that again you might not you might not care to remember in 30 years unless you find it's more about that it's more exploring it's more okay we're, we're, we're going like a, we're going a little I'm deep in the, in the rabbit on, hole here i don't want yeah we're going I mean, a little deep in the rabbit hole here i mean you guys disagree <laughs> don't, I don't worry that, don't worry but, whenever trust me 10 years from now i want you to watch this podcast again and let me know if you still think the same way. <laughs> well, it's again because trust me. Hey, no, when I was when I was, you know what? When I was twenty three, I didn't think the same. <laughs> so well, that's fair. My school didn't allow phones, so I already know what. I, that's fair. I was, but they didn't. I mean, a couple of years ago, I was on the opposite side of the fence. So there you just, go. Just letting you know that I've changed on this subject, and choose to awesome. say I'm not going to change again. But hey. Right now, I feel like this is where uh, we should end the conversation. Uh, it does continue on Twitter, though, so be sure to keep the conversation going by emailing us at podcast.pocketnow.com. We really want to hear the thoughts that you want to get out there and the questions you need answered. Also, we're all on Twitter, uh, hashtag PM Weekly, for example, for this show. Uh, Ryan Hager is at Ryan Hager, at R-Y-N-E-H-A-G-E-R. I'm Rivera at Jaime underscore Rivera, J-A-I-M-E underscore R-I-V-E-R-V. And I'm at Point Julius. Pocket Now is at Pocket Now on Twitter, Facebook, Google Plus, YouTube, where you can find the Pocket Now Daily every weekday with Jaime Rivera. We also have a lovely site, pocketnow.com, for all your mobile tech news needs. We certainly appreciate reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts or wherever you have to be streaming us. For the team, I'm Jules Wong. We thank you for watching. We thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again next week.